This programme was produced at and first aired on MPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, MPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Morena no mai kiti korero. Welcome to the catch-up on Manawatu People's Radio. Tereo irarangi onatangata o Manawatu. Uh, the weekend is done. It is Monday. Uh, and Mondays now mean we turn our attention to things economic development-wise. This spot on Mondays is shared between SIDA and Fielding and District Promotion. And this week it is Fielding and District Promotion. And thus we have Wendy Carr in the studio at the Marie. Morena, Um... Two weeks ago, what were we talking about two weeks ago? The traffic light system had yes, just been announced yep. and we both sort of sat here and went, no. <laughs> it's pretty colours. Yeah. Um, I missed the pun and I have to address it now because, of course, Fielding doesn't have any traffic no, lights. No, that's right. We have we have one set of kind of traffic lights outside the fire station, mm-hmm. but they're not, they only um, are switched on when a, a fire truck is leaving or yeah, coming. Yeah, they don't count. But no, they don't count. We do not. <laughs> um, but that does, of course, doesn't mean that you will be rejecting the traffic light system, but we don't really know how it's going to work. Uh, um, yes, it's still quite confusing. We have tried to get some clarification from Ministry of Health. Mm-hmm. It has not been free-flowing, no. and we are still scratching our heads a little bit about that system. And also, when it's going to start, we really need to have some clarity from the government. It's been out now for two weeks. There's still no talk about actually when it's going to be implemented. So. No, well, when we when when a DHB hits 90 No, well, the country, the has, country. has to hit 90%, which, which is... Goodness me. Uh, we spoke to Tangi Utakere on Friday and, and apparently the modelling suggested that Palmerston North uh, would hit 90% somewhere in, or maybe Mid-Central would hit um, uh, 90% somewhere early December. December, yes. But that doesn't account for the rest no. of the country. There's a really good um, sliding scale uh, graphic that I've seen, must be probably on Mid-Central Health's website mm-hmm, or somewhere mm-hmm. and it shows all the DHBs and where they're all sitting and when they should hit, hit that 90% mark. Um, we are right up there in the yep. country which is great but if we wait for the whole country it's not going to be till the end of January. No. So. Christmas is going to suck. Yeah. Luckily for me all my family lives in Fielding so yes. that's okay but yep. for the rest of, um, of Aotearoa it's pretty grim. Well, the, the, the Aucklanders trying to figure mm. out how they're going to cross the boundary. I mean, some <laughs> of the ideas are just ludicrous. Oh, are they, they really are. They really are. There's no thought put into actually logistically how this is going to work. It's the same with the um, vaccination certificates. In theory, great idea. In practice, it's going to be a nightmare for a lot of um, businesses, venues, events. Yeah. And and with the ninety percent rule being the sort of the the mark, that means one in ten people won't be mm. vaccinated, and some of them are rather uh, uh, vitriolic, vehement in mm. their um, defiance of, mm. of the vaccine regime to the extent where even in Palmerston North and Manawatu, we're seeing events being organised where you can go and get your letter of exemption from a healthcare I professional. Oh. I mean, th- 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 I heard th- that this obviously morning. Obviously, won't work. Mind blowing. 
Yeah, just stupidity. I, well, I'm glad you said it. I'll, I'll say it too. <laughs> if you're doing that sort of thing, you're a moron. Not mm. because you're not getting vaccinated. There are some people with legitimate concerns, but that letter that mm. you, I think, in some cases, people are paying for is not worth the paper it's written on, no. and will not work. It's, it's it's silly to be involved in such things. Oh, so much opinion this morning. <laughs> um, but I mean, talking about the traffic light system, just taking a step back, you do want to talk about business continuity mm. this morning. Mm. Um, and I guess at the moment that's all up in the air because of the traffic light system. Mm. I mean, NPR, I was I was looking at the traffic light system and going, do we go, we require a certificate or can we cater to non-vaccinated? But in order to have some sort of continuity, you just have to go with a vaccine certificate mm. model, whatever that might look like when it rolls out, because otherwise, as soon as the traffic light goes orange, you can't operate. Mm. It, it, it is is very, very confusing. Um, that's why it's very important to have a business continuity plan. All businesses should have them, regardless mm-hmm. at all times, of what if I get hit by a bus? What if the world you know blows up? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, what we are looking at, what's going to happen eventually, it's inevitable, is COVID will come here. Mm-hmm. You know, we once they start to open those borders of Auckland and open the borders to the rest of the world, when we're at hopefully 90%, fingers crossed, uh, vaccinated, it's still going to sweep through the country. And what is that going to mean for your business? Mm-hmm. When COVID arrives in the Manawatu and one of your staff members catches it or one of their family members or you have a customer that comes in store and they have tested positive, what does that mean for your business? How mm-hmm. are you still going to operate? Um, that, that should be forefront of everyone's mind. They should be thinking about that. You need to have a COVID-19 policy in place at work. WorkSafe have great templates on their website. Okay, yep. I would highly encourage people to go and have a look at that, but also talk to your lawyer because some industries are very specific with the rules around what you can and can't do. Um, and this is stuff where you, you can't just make it up as you go. You no. really need to have some professional advice. Especially if you are a close contact business. Um, your hair salons, salons mm. and things, uh, they're, 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 they're dominating headlines mm. at the moment because they don't know how they're going to operate. Mm. Uh, NPR, we consider ourselves close contact because because we're helping people make radio and mm. we're touching the same equipment and being in the same, not the best ventilated studios, I'll be honest. Um, so we're having to be mindful of that. Um, I guess step one in that process is identifying what sort of business you are. I mean, yes. um, sole traders and, and, and the, the little one-man trading operations, mm. they're probably in a slightly safer space because they tend to work in their own little bubble. They do, and they tend to be able to work when there's nobody else around. Mm-hmm. So tradies in particular tend to be able to go onto a site sometimes where there's no one there um, and they are already, you know, PPE'd up. They've mm-hmm. got all of the uh, the protection and they um, most of them are very good at cleaning up after themselves and what have you. Um, most office places now, you know, have had to drag themselves into the 21st century pretty quickly mm-hmm. because of the lockdown that we had last year. So most of them will be able to work from home remotely again, which is fantastic. My whole staff, we've all got laptops now. Um, we've we've lo- looked at having rolling teams in the office. Um, but if you don't have that ability, you know, th- there's a lot of talk about, oh, well, you can work from home. Well, not everyone can. No. And so if you can't, what does that mean for your business? What can you do? What safety? You have to do a risk assessment, really, of what are the risks to your business when COVID hits the the region? What can you do to mitigate that risk? And then what are the plans in place 
you know, if you have someone come into your premise that has got COVID-19, you will have to shut and do a deep clean. Mm. Can you do that? Like, what, what are the plans? Um, so do I, you, when, 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 that, That's an interesting one because there are going to be a lot of deep cleans probably mm. in our near future. Do you have to hire a company to do that or is there just a process that you, you could do yourself? Uh, that's where the advice gets a little bit ambiguous. Ah, of course it yes, does. Yes, it does. Uh, I would. Re- it depends on what your business is and, and what your premise is. If you already have cleaners coming in to clean, then use them. Mm-hmm. If you don't, um, again, get some advice. Uh, have a look at the COVID nineteen website. Give give people a call. Give me a call, and we'll we'll, we'll work through that with you. Uh, the the COVID nineteen website is interesting because I mean, for example, the traffic light system. Though I didn't find a great deal of help on that when it was announced, um, and I phoned up the business helpline mm. um, with regards to uh, this this uh, NPR. We, we're going to put the sign on the door saying vaccine certificates are uh, necessary for you to gain entry, mm-hmm. but we've got communal toilets in a building mm. with multiple tenants. Mm. So I, I phoned up and said, what do we do about that? And they said, you're not the first person to ask that question. Mm. Keep an eye on the website. You'll see developments. Hmm. Mm. And the hard thing is keeping an eye on a website is um, finding the information, digging yeah. through. Because there's so much information on that website. I feel for whoever's doing all of that content creation, there's mm. a hell of a lot to be putting up, the, up there and a lot of updating to be done very, very quickly. And it doesn't happen that quickly. No, sometimes. not necessarily. That's right. Um, but again, I mean, this is something that's been levelled at the government a number of times now. Is this the lack of detail and stuff, mm. and and this, the one size fits all model? Mm. Here are the rules, but how did mm. how that doesn't work for me? Whether it's three waters, whether it's the, the traffic light system, whatever it is, we're not getting a lot of detail at no, the moment. That's right. Um, I, I think <laughs> I, f- I I feel for people that work in central government at the moment. It's a hard job, normally. This is just even harder. But we really need to be talking to business leaders mm-hmm. before we make decisions about is this actually going to work mm. rather than here are the rules, figure it out yourself. I, I do empathise a little though because A, there was no playbook for no. for anything that no. we've gone through. I mean, there should have been, That's right. uh, but it just it didn't work. Business continuity. <laughs> and New Zealand is in a unique space where we've done so well up to now with mm. keeping COVID pretty much out of mm. the, the wider country. Held, the, 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 We're on this huge plinth on the global stage for, you know, the best dealing with the pandemic. Mm. Everywhere you turn, you're just going to fall off that plinth now, aren't yeah, you? That's, absolutely. They're, they're teetering on it. It is. It's, it's the confusing messaging. It's the rushed decisions that have been made. Mm. Um, and, you know, you and I have talked many times about politics and we probably, the listeners probably um, realise which uh, side of the fence we sit on. <laughs> However, um, it, it's confusing at the moment. Yeah. And, I'm, uh, and I'm really frustrated and I'm not the only one. And I'm usually trying to be really optimistic and try and be very positive about things. And I appreciate how much stress and pressure there is on the government. But come on, guys. You know, well, if it's going to be easier. if it's going to be a punitive system, you know, if you find if you're found to be conducting your business not in accordance with the traffic light system, you'll be fined or mm. punished in some way. Well, if we don't know what the rules are to follow, that's, right. that's not very fair. No. Um, of course, the response to that will be, oh, well, we're not going to fine you; we're just going to educate you. Well, yeah. could we have had that beforehand? Anyway, all of that's somewhat speculative because at the moment, you know, we're still not 
getting to the 90%. And it's starting to look almost impossible to get to the 90%, Mm -hmm. which again leads us to business continuity, particularly over Christmas when we're still in this alert level system. Mm -hmm. We're in level two, but we're we're still seeing people bouncing around alert levels up north. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, down in Christchurch, there was the scary Mm -hmm. point there as well. How 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 is Manawatu doing? Because it seems to be people are managing in level two, mm. although hospitality is still struggling. Mm, mm. But we are managing, aren't we? We are, but so trades, professional services doing gangbusters. Mm. Um, the the hospitality sector is really struggling for multiple reasons. They can't get staff. Mm. You know, we've got a massive shortage of chefs. We've got a massive shortage of front of house staff. It's just a nightmare for them for them to to be able to even manage the, the numbers of customers they have now. Unemployment's at an all-time low, Three, I heard. Three yeah. point something percent is crazy. It, it's, I mean, that's a really good statistic, mm-hmm. but it actually isn't because when you actually talk to businesses, <clears throat> they, there are a lot of vacancies mm-hmm. that they just cannot fill because that 3% now are not skilled in the areas that we're needing no. right now. Because uh, they they're be also saying day. that they, 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 these are people that choose not to work as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. stay-at-home parents or, or, or the like. You know, mm-hmm. when you actually take that into account, unemployment is – Pretty much non-existent. It, it is, and so I mean, ho- tell that to the unemployed. But mm-hmm. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, and so that makes it hard. So hospitality is struggling. Retail is struggling because of masks. I'm having so much feedback from people saying they're just not seeing the pet customers come in because people hate wearing masks, and and it's just putting people off. Mm. And because we've all you know digitally savvy now, and a lot more people are going online and doing their shopping online, it's um it's crippling to our little local businesses. Mm. So I do encourage everyone, please, for your your Christmas shopping, shop as local as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I know I've got teenagers, so and there's ex- some things that you can't. But. Experiment with masks because mm. whilst it's perhaps not as environmentally conscientious as, as the delightful tartan number you're wearing today, <laughs> uh, the disposable ones I find are actually really quite easy to wear mm. in comparison to the heavier cloth reusable yes. ones. Um, so I, I wear the disposable ones quite a lot. I've got a couple of other ones as well, mm. but yeah, you experiment mm. with masks. Absolutely. I'm the same. I usually wear a disposable one because I wear glasses and they fog up mm-hmm. something wicked. But I've found a couple of good cloth ones now. And you do you have to just try them out. I mean, it's getting to be quite – not only is it becoming a fashion yes. item in some cases, but the, the technological advancements <laughs> when you're not needing the surgical mm. grade. You're just needing mm. something to cover your face. Um, people are coming up with all clever ideas for getting it up over the nose mm. so your glasses don't fog up yep. and being better fitting. So do experiment. Please do mm. uh, and get the masks on because they're not going away. They're not going away. No. And actually, if you look around the rest of the world, there's a lot of countries, especially in Asia, mm. that have worn them for years. Yep. And people used to laugh at it and think it was silly. Well, you know, they were protecting themselves from pollution, mm. from germs from other people, from passing their germs on to other people for yep. allergies and all of these different reasons. So they were, you know, way ahead of the game and cheaper than it. antihistamines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still need them, unfortunately, okay. as well. <laughs> They're not keeping the pollen out. They're then. not keeping the pollen out. Uh, enough, no. um, so you, you've mentioned, you know, we need to have policies in place and WorkSafe have, have some good resources. Um, I'm guessing FTP are uh, on hand to Absolutely. assist with all this stuff of course. as well? Yep, give us a call. Pop in and see us. Uh, Liz and I are always, well, we're not always in the office, but we're available. Mm-hmm. Um, so my email is manager at fieldingpromotion.co.nz mm-hmm. and Liz's is Liz's is uh, <laughs> business at fieldingpromotion.co.nz. So flick us an email if you have any questions, give us a call, uh, 06 323 um, And we're located at the old train station in Fielding. So um, we're here to help. 
Uh, we are going to run a, a series of uh, videos on our website about continuity. So we're just um, teeing up some guest speakers to talk about that. Uh, so, yeah, definitely reach out if you need some help. Splendid. We are here with Wendy Carr from Fielding and District Promotion on the catch-up this morning. Remember, if you want to listen to this or previous editions of the catch-up series, just head to the website npr.nz forward slash show forward slash catch-up. Also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your online listening. Uh, Let's have a look at some events. Uh, Firstly, the success of the Celebrating Business Not Awards uh, that that took place last week. Yeah, on the 12th. Friday the 29th of October. Yep, yep. Uh, it was a roaring success, so I'm very proud of the team. Um, a, a big shout-out to Vicky Wills, our event coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, she hates having the spotlight, but I'm just going to shine it all over her because yes. that woman is uh, just an angel and a star and amazing because she had organised the whole gala event and then had to put that all in the bin yes. and start again and um, and organise this virtual event, which went live yeah on, the, on Friday the 29th. We would normally have roughly 300 people attend those events. Mm -hmm. We've had 430 views so far, and a lot of those were uh, viewing parties. So, hey. Tentatively over a thousand. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and all over the world, which is fantastic. Uh, We've been out there giving out certificates and um, and little bottles of bubbly to to the businesses to celebrate. So well done to everyone that was nominated. 88 nominations of 52 businesses in the district um, and all of the ones that, that won or were acknowledged mm-hmm. and recognised in all of their fields. So um, you can still view that. It's on our uh, – there's a link on our website, fielding.co.nz, and we do have a YouTube channel as well, Fielding and District Promotion. And just a, a reminder, this was about recognising mm. business. As, as direct feedback from, from the business, community, no one was in the mood to sort of try and win awards mm, or be mm. better than anyone else. This was just about, kind of, well, basically saying we made it. Yeah. And also acknowledging the diversity of our business community. Mm. So we had different, I mean, we change this up every time. So we just like, you know, we like to shake things up. But this time we wanted to recognize businesses that are thinking outside the box. So we had awards in the, um, in community contribution this year, which was fantastic. We had a huge in, a number of, of businesses nominated for that. For Manawatu Champions, which was um, all about businesses that have been recognised on either the national or international stage, um, sustainability improvers. So that there's a lot of businesses out there that are doing little things in the background that we don't hear about mm-hmm. um, that are helping to minimise their carbon footprint. And then um, the last one was business innovation, which – Wow, some of those, you know, this, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool stuff that the, the businesses are doing to just um, really future-proof their businesses. And then, of course, the People's Choice Awards. So all of those um, 52 businesses were then eligible for People's Choice, and we had so many votes. It was ridiculous. It's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Uh, do you want to tell us who the winner was for People's Choice? So People's Choice in the micro category. So we split them up this year into different sizes of business. Mm-hmm. Micro category, the Flower Hut one. Um uh, Joe, she's actually across the road from our office. Lovely, awesome little team. It's just her and one other lady. Um, so they won for for micro. Mm-hmm. Small to medium was the rec room. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. So well done to them. They also won the Manawatu Champions in their size category. Um, and the large business this year was Adore Hair and Beauty. 
So well done to Alex and her team. And for the non-profit organisations was Manchester House Social Services. Oh, of course. So, yes. That's not a surprise. No, well, it was close. There were others that were that were not far behind them, but oh. good on them. Yep, good on no, them. definitely. Uh, so as Wendy said, uh, go to the, the website, uh, fielding.co.nz. There will be a link there to a YouTube video. Yes. Yep, and uh, you can see uh, Wendy in her gown and dancing eyebrows, <laughs> dancing which, have not, which have not been tamed, it seems. <laughs> um, I mean, that, as far as events go, most things have been cancelled or postponed and, and everyone's feeling that, but... But, you know, these alternatives are a way to go. Um, the Christmas parades are the other thing that people mm. are were, would potentially have been looking forward to. But um, pivoting, I think, mm. is the term, or simply cancelling in some mm. cases. So, uh, unfortunately, the Rongatia Christmas Parade has just announced that they will be um, cancelling their event this year. Um, and I really feel for all of the organisations, all of the Lions Clubs and mm. all of the other organisations around the country that put these kinds of events on because it is a lot of a lot of community work um, and, and it's something that brings connection in our community. It's fantastic for um, for the well-being, mental well-being, spiritual well-being of our community mm. and they're being cancelled left, right and centre, which is very sad. So last time we talked about um, our new idea. So this year we're very, very proud to be partnering with Manfield um, to be able to host our event there. Um, and depending on alert levels, we will we'll still go ahead um, unless we're at level three or whatever that red or mm-hmm. whatever that looks like under the traffic light. Um, and that will be uh, all of the all of the floats will be stationed around Manfield Park Auto Course. Um, Circuit Chris Amon, and then the public will be able to drive through mm-hmm. and um, and look at the displays. Worst case scenario, we will have to have just static displays if we can't have people on site. Mm-hmm. Um, fingers crossed that we don't have to do that. Uh, otherwise, people can set up their floats as per they would have them in the in the parade or do something cool. I've heard that the scouts are going to come along and pitch some tents, which is going to be great. Um, we've got a lot of interest. So the, the comms are going out as we speak um, around registrations of interest for floats and displays. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, this year we can't hold the carnival. So... We just have tried every which way to make this possible, but we think that if we can do something um, that brings our community together, that's better than nothing. Uh, and unfortunately, in this time, we just can't do the carnival. So uh, say a miracle happens mm. or a giant vaccination bomb goes off and we all get to 90% tomorrow. Mm. Um, would you be able to revisit that into a more traditional uh, parade or are you sticking to your guns with this one? We, we really do have to stick to our guns because it's coming up really fast. Mm. Um, you know, we're a small team that um, really do rely on our volunteer um, army of people and um, we just don't have the capacity or capability to organise two things at once. Mm. So we've made the call, this is what's going to happen this year, regardless of what, you know, if there is a miracle, which, hey, you never know. Um, but we have to we have to make a call now because it's November. And what date will the parade be? So it's going to be on Monday the 20th of December in the evening. So um, unfortunately we can't hold it on our normal weekend. We normally hold it the, the second Sunday of December. But because Manfield have uh, motorsport booked up every weekend, um, they've given us um, – we're very grateful that they've been able to give us a slot. Mm-hmm. So the gates will open at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon for people to come and set up. You must register your your float and display, yep. um, and there will be a cutoff. All of that information will be on our website, uh, and then six thirty will be kickoff where people can start driving through. So we will still do the the judging of the floats like we do every year, 
um, and and six thirty everyone can start driving through. And um, hey, we might have traffic backed up to Palmerston North. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll run for two hours or until the the majority of the people have got through. It'd be nice to try and carry on into dusk so there could be some lights. We have, um, we've only got till nine o'clock from oh, Manfield. Wow. So there must be some restrictions around access um, and clean up and mm. what have you. Um, also, we've got to be mindful of the people that are on the displays. Some of them will be children. Mm-hmm. It's a long time to be standing there waving. Mind you, smiling. like you said, the, the Ashurst Parade itself took about an hour. Well, normally the fielding one does take an hour. Sorry, Asha, the fielding one yeah, takes an hour. Yeah, it does normally hour. take an hour, but, um, you know, we're stretching it out to two. Mm-hmm. Any longer than that, I think, you know, we might not have such cheery faces. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the do we know what Palmerston North are doing? Have Haven't they made a call yet? yet? Haven't heard. Um, that they had put some comms out the other day that they were still trying to figure out what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but Palmy residents uh, generally do come to the fielding Parade anyway, so yeah, yeah. you're welcome to come along. We um, we're wel- welcome I- anyone to be. Please be safe. You know, all of the all of the normal things. We will ask everyone to scan as they drive through. Um, make sure your car has a warrant and rego. Mm-hmm. All of those things. Um, but no um, sustained loss of traction. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Even though it is a racetrack, <laughs> the one race time you get to drive on Manfield <laughs> and you can't put your foot down. No, no burnouts. No, you know, no, no donuts. Um, so yes, twentieth of December, which is nice. That's quite close to Christmas. I mean, just uh, my mind keeps going. What about this thing? What about this thing? Like the the annual, I think it's is it professionals real estate sponsor the mm-hmm. Christmas lights thing. I mean, how's that all going to work in a yeah. well, so that's still, that's still, level? Two? That still can happen because yeah. uh, some people sometimes let people come onto their property. Yeah. Um, I think that might be a little bit of a no no this year. But mm-hmm. hey, if you can do it safely, then. Uh, but you drive them past. Yeah. So that stuff is actually Oh, but you've got to get out of the car and look at them. Uh, yeah, but you, you can still stay, stand mm. your distance. Uh, we always do that every year as a family because uh, my daughter's birthday is the 23rd of December. So traditionally we've, um, you know, after dinner got in the car and done that a couple of days before Christmas. So yeah. what I would encourage this year is on the 20th of December, come to Fielding, do your last-minute Christmas shopping mm-hmm. in, in our shops, go to the Santa's Cave. So Santa's workshop is going to be um, in the old post office building on Gubbihir Street. Uh, so thank you to the Fielding Rotary Club that are putting that on. To do that, come to the Christmas parade drive through and then go see the lights. Wow. The cars everywhere. Yes. Uh, Wendy Carr from Fielding and District Promotion. We're pretty much out of time this morning. A reminder uh, to watch the uh, Celebrating Business video uh, on uh, fielding.co.nz. There'll be a link there. Uh, also, all the details uh, for the uh, Christmas parade mm-hmm. that's happening at Manfield will be there. So businesses can sign up on the website as well. Yes. Yes, because uh, NPR might consider doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it. We did the parade last year. Um, and also, all the business content information mm. that people could hope to want uh, either work safe obviously mm-hmm, great yes. templates there but um, fielding.co.nz there'll be information there but also contact details for Wendy and Liz should you need some advice or support uh, reminder of the phone number again 06-323-3318 marvellous uh, Wendy Carr from Fielding and District Promotion thank you for joining us this morning thank you and remember if you want to listen to this or previous editions of the Catch Up series head to the website mpr.nz forward slash show forward slash catch up back tomorrow with another edition at half past eight do join us then bye for now if you're a fan of npr listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier 
Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show.